Hi, I'm Sally. And I'm Ray. Welcome to an episode of Reason for Being. Where we bring you along on our journey of self-discovery, the universe, and all of the magic in between. Tune in weekly for our latest experiences and guest speakers where no topic or emotion is off the table. Let's get out of our heads and into our hearts. This This is is our our Reason reason for Being. Welcome to episode four of Reason for Being. This week we have Joe on from Life and Breath. Welcome, Joe. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. We're so excited to have you here. This is my first podcast, so Ooh. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Taking your virginity. <gasps> I would not rather anybody else do that. Oh. We'll, we'll be gentle with you, yeah. we promise. <laughs> we'll use lube. What? <laughs> Whoa. We're getting uh, dead straight up. Straight up. Jesus. We said gentle, right? <laughs> okay. Um, but we're getting back on track. So basically, Joe, we wanted to bring you on because you were someone that really helped me on my journey of healing. Um, we actually had a really weird way of meeting again because we met briefly through a friend, Elle. Love her. <laughs> and um, we actually went to an ayahuasca ceremony and you there you were sitting there. Like how weird is that? Yeah, pretty random. Um, I believe that people who I'm meant to work with always cross my path for a reason though. I've kind of asked my guides or my higher self to bring those people through for me. So I believe in coincidence and then also mm-hmm. I believe it was meant to be. So. so do I because I was looking at you and I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the, the days on, on the drive in I saw that your name popped up I'm like wow what are the chances and then I saw you sitting in the room and I'm like nah there's a deeper meaning to this yeah she went on about it the whole way home too she was just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how was the ceremony and she's like I just feel like I saw Joe there for a reason and she just kept going back like yeah. I need to get in touch with her yeah well I guess like through my healing journey I've realized that I don't breathe and you're a life and breath coach which is you know, what I'm terrified of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, breathing really changed my life. Well, conscious breathing, obviously we breathe many times per day unconsciously, but yeah, finding breath work was really a massive catalyst for me. And it's funny the timing that you've brought me on because reflecting on where I was this time last year, um, I re- attended a, a really um, good workshop called To Be Conscious. It was a full day experience. And that's where I did the deepest breath work that I had ever done up to that point, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and I had the answers come through to me that it was my purpose to become a facilitator. So I think the timing of this podcast is amazing because I've had a full year of reflection. Yeah. 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 So cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. I I, the first time I did a breath work thing, I was like, I want to be a facilitator, but I just, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, well, I booked in to see you and what, that was probably like a month after the ayahuasca ceremony and it was life-changing and I'm terrified of breathing and you don't realise how useful it is to be able to like access that deeper breath work and what it does for your body and you re- like regulate your nervous system because I am quite an anxious person. I was terrified of actually breathing into that space and finding out what I'm holding in there. Yep. So I really like what you do. Like, you know, how did it start? What You said that you went to this conscious, cool to be conscious thing, but was that the first kind of work that you had done or...? Yeah, so I've been reflecting on this in preparation and I guess like I've always been very spiritual. Um, I guess if we start back to when I was a child, I was the first born of four. My mum was only 21 when she had me. So I had a bit of a difficult upbringing, I guess you could say. I just 
wasn't really able to express my emotions in a healthy way. Um, my mum suffered with anxiety and, and mm -hmm. depression and also kind of was a rebellious child herself. So I think she'd been through quite a bit in her life and then having a kid so young, you know, kind of not really knowing how to regulate yourself, let alone a child, can be difficult. So I grew up kind of being the mother in a way and helping my own family a lot in that role. Mm -hmm. um, but I was al always very spiritual. My mum um, always kept, you know, had a very open mind to doing tarot and meditating. And um, I've always, yeah, felt in a way growing up that I was an old soul, as, as I've been told, yeah. and almost that I'd chosen my life. And I'd always had this really good outlook on things, even though, um, you know, I'd been through some tough things. I always felt like I was a very positive person, always supporting others, fighting the best out of things and believing that everything happens for a reason. Yep. So I guess my awakening kind of started many, many years ago, probably over 10 years ago, my first level of it, mm -hmm. that, you know, as you go through life, yeah. you learn and you grow and... So I moved to the Gold Coast about eight years ago on my own and that was kind of the first thing I'd ever done just for myself and that was a really big awakening in itself, you know, just um, finding my independence and not knowing anyone when I moved here was a really yeah. big risk but it felt really good. I felt in pure alignment. I had been seeing 11-11 kind of a couple of years leading up to that moment and started to become aware that, you know, we are more spiritual beings and, and really expanding my awareness and mind to to those possibilities of, you know, energy and what else is out there, I guess. Yeah. I really resonate with that because when I moved to the Gold Coast, I was like in Perth, I had my little umbrella of comfort that I lived under and it, yeah, coming here kind of taught me to f start figuring out like who Ray is and what she likes and the types of people she wants to attract. So yeah, yeah sh moving definitely helps with that yeah um so do you want to tell us a bit about like what your business is now and yeah. how that got started but yeah, wait, wait 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 whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> not yet wait, <laughs> we haven't got to the good part well it kind of all links in so I guess really it starts um the main part of this journey really starts probably just over a year ago I um was in a relationship and the guy had struggles with alcohol and my mum had also had struggles with alcohol in her, you know, in the past as well. And other friends of mine I'd seen, you know, use it in an unhealthy way. You know, obviously it's a vice, so it's not the cause of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's just the the drug of choice for the some numbing. people. But yeah. vices come in many different forms. For me as a child, it was food, you mm -hmm. know, using food for comfort. It was very easily accessible. And in those times when I didn't know how to regulate my own emotions, I think food was what I turned to and what was there for yeah. me. So <laughs> I always grew up, you know, being quite chubby and, and having different weight um, fluctuations over the years. So that's always been a journey and it's still my kind of go-to binge if I mm -hmm. am feeling emotional. Um, but coming back to the alcohol, so for me, I'd been brought up to believe, and I guess it's Australian culture, you just think that it's normal, you know, I was taught work a full-time job, work mm -hmm. hard for your money, and it's really normal just to go and write yourself off on the weekend, <laughs> it's, it's the way to let off steam, it's about keeping balance, right? Yeah. So I didn't think that I had a problem with it, because I didn't drink every day, however I was using it in an unhealthy way. And it was definitely used to suppress a lot of traumas and emotions and things that I hadn't dealt with from my past, but I didn't really realise it at the time. Yeah. So it took this relationship falling through for really for me to open my eyes up to go, 
why even do we drink? You know, like <laughs> it's, it's really unhealthy in so many ways. And I started just to question it. So I decided to have a period of time off of it just to really kind of reset myself. So I ended up doing five and a half weeks off drinking. Um, it was just over a year ago now. I think it was in June last year. And through that period, I felt really lost. I felt like all of my friends at the time were, were drinking buddies and they didn't really know what I was going through or why I decided to kind of have a break. And in that time, I felt very alone and very disconnected, I guess, from the, this version of myself who I'd known myself to be. You know, I started drinking when I was probably 16. And, yeah. you know, most weekends from the age of 18, I was going out drinking, doing drugs, all, all, the, all the things to... I guess not deal with the things from my past that were kind of yeah. sitting in my unconscious it, and in isn't my Isn't that mind. funny? Because you like think that you're connecting with people by going out mm-hmm. and drinking and yeah. doing drugs and you're like that's what you base your connection on. Yeah. And then when and you then cut when out you the, yeah, you cut out the alcohol and the drugs and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have a connection with these people at yeah. all, really. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, so it was a very lonely period for me and Um, I did feel quite lost and I started to view alcohol in a completely different way and really question, you know, our whole culture around it. Think about someone cooking a barbecue. They've always got a beer in their hand, right? Or people who say, oh, I can't cook without a wine in my hand or whatever. And it's it's just an unconscious belief that, you know, that those two things go together, I guess. It's just what you have to do. It's just normal for us, right? So I started to question all of that and... And, you know, I did go back to having a few drinks here and there, but I haven't drank at all this year. And I never really decided on that. It just happened. You know, I had a couple of drinks on New Year's and then it got to, you know, March. I was like, oh, I haven't had a drink yet. Why not just go for the whole year? (laughs) So it's not really present in my life at all anymore. And, you know, when that fell away, a lot of other bad behaviours fell away as well. But as I said, it was really lonely and it was hard because it forced me to really look into myself and... And it brought up a lot of the things that I was using alcohol Mm -hmm. and drugs to suppress. It started to bring them to the surface. So I was like, what's going on? I felt lonely. I felt upset. You know, all of these things coming up. And bam, beautifully, that's when I found breath work. So Sunday mornings, I, I, I live in Burley, I would walk the dog and I'd see this group of people down on the beach and yeah. they were, looked like they were meditating and I got really curious and started to follow them on social media. It was cool to be conscious and they were doing Sunday stillness sessions at the time and I really wanted to go. Something was pulling me down there. Like <laughs> I've always been open to yin yoga and meditation and, and all of those, as I said. Um, but I'd never heard of breath work and I was like, what is this? And I was really, really curious. I was trying to get people to come with me. You know, I had that fear yeah. of trying something new, stepping out of the comfort zone and I couldn't get anyone to come with me. <laughs> and eventually I was like, fuck it, just go, yeah. just go do it. Something's calling you down there. As soon as I went down there, like they do a 10 minute breathe followed by a meditation that honestly, I was like, what is this magic? Why doesn't everyone know about this? How have I not heard about this before? It really just, the science behind it explains what happens, you know, it really quietens down your mind, any of those thoughts, those anxious ideas and, and, you know, the monkey mind that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, It really slows that down and actually reconnects you in with your body and your heart. So, it really helped me to start to figure out who I actually am at my core and not what my programs and my mind were thinking and telling me to believe. Yeah. Um, and also the authentic connection was something that I didn't realise I had been craving so much. Yeah. As you said, you know, going out drinking and whatnot, you think that you have these DMs with people, you think that they're your best <laughs> friend, but then when life gets tough, they're not always there for you. Yeah. So being able to actually open up 
and be raw and vulnerable. I was shit scared of it. But when I did it, I realized that that was actually what I had been craving at my core was just connection with like-minded people. And it made me realize like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. There are actually so many more people who are also on this journey to discovering who they are, Mm -hmm. not focusing on drinking and going out and partying and and people who are willing to deep dive into themselves and use these different modalities to actually reconnect with their truth. Yeah. The people are always so welcoming and beautiful at those things. Yeah. And it's so like cool because you talk to these people and most people have been through similar things and they have the catalyst, the same response, like they've stopped drinking or they've like distanced themselves or they feel yeah. alone. And so you automatically have these connections with people that you don't even know, almost like more of a connection than people that you've known for 10 years. Yeah, you literally, yeah, yeah in like two minutes, yeah. you're just like, wow, I really <laughs> like this person. I feel like they get me. Yeah. And I, it's like it said, it's cool to be conscious. It is cool it to be is. conscious. Yeah. yeah. There's just so much power in vulnerability. And I realized that in the past, like I had a lot of codependency um, traits because in my family, I had to be the carer. And Mm -hmm. I guess I learned that the way I needed to receive love was by doing and helping and fixing for everybody. So what I realized through um, being vulnerable and doing the work on me, that's really how I can help serve other people the best is by focusing that energy on fixing myself, healing myself, being the best version of myself. And naturally that can inspire others to do the same. Yeah. Isn't it interesting as well that, you know, everyone always makes it out as if being selfish is such a bad thing, but it's like when you actually do nurture yourself and you are selfish, you're the best version for everyone else. You're inspiring other people Mm. to have those boundaries in place where they look after themselves first because that's helping the people around them. Yeah, totally. The ripple effects that yeah. it can have. The days of self-sacrifice are over. <laughs> yeah, doing the work on yourself is totally the most powerful thing that you can do yeah. for yourself as well as humanity. I, I really believe that. Hmm. So I guess from there, I really started to just love the power of breath work. I wanted more. I craved the connection as well as the connection to myself that I was getting through the breath work techniques. So I started to, at the time, I I was always working in corporate office. So I grew up, um, yeah, working for mostly government agencies. So I was, you know, used to the nine to five hustle. Um, (laughs) And I had just finished um, event management um, diploma um, not long before all of this started to come through. So I'd always planned to start my own business. I wanted to do pop-up party planning because I'm (laughs) always that planner person. (laughs) I I love bringing people together and I love bringing that connection Um, And I was, you know, really wanting to start my own business and and was questioning myself, like, am I scared to do it or is there something else that's holding me back? And I was reading through, reflecting through my journal yesterday, actually, for this time last year. And it was more so that I felt there was something more for me. I felt like that I wanted to be of service to others. So I held off on launching that business and then started to get really curious about becoming a facilitator because at the time, Call to Be Conscious were running their first facilitator training. So I started to get to know the crew and started to chat to them and like, what, what does this entail? You know, how long does it go for? And it was in the back of my mind. And then when I went to the full day workshop, which was, as I said, the longest breath work I had done, it wasn't just the breath work that day. There were a lot of techniques that were really powerful, very healing that we went through, including my first ice bath, which oh. I thought was going to be the biggest, you know, scariest <laughs> part of the day. But in the end, that was actually like, you the know. nice part. I yeah. still haven't done one of them. I really want to. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. 
Um, but yeah, through that breath work. So there's a lot of science that explains what happens to your physiology through breath work experiences, which is great for those who are more logical and, and yeah. really like to hear the science. But there is this unexplainable point you get to through the deeper sessions where you feel connected to everything whether you call it god universe source your higher self whatever it may be to me it's all the same it's just that pure energy that pure love that that part of yourself that is beyond the physical yeah so in that breathwork session I've had this sensation that I left my body it was a feeling and all I kept hearing was, this is your path, this is your purpose, this is what you need to do. Ooh, and so, <laughs> yeah, and it was so epic. And like, you know, I've obviously done ayahuasca and I've, you know, tried different plant medicines and things like that. But the most profound experiences I've ever had have been through breathwork. And yeah, so after I came out of that session, I went straight up to Ruan Rye I'm cool to be conscious and I was like I don't know what just happened <laughs> but you need to sign me up I've just been told get me on this <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm like, that because they were announcing that they were about to start a new facilitation round so yeah anyway I, I signed up to it um and that was really the start of it for me so I had a few months in between that that actually caught that course starting and you know, so I was like, what do I do in the meantime? And I knew that I wanted to leave my job and start my own business. So I started to think, what else could I do to really complement the breath work to make this a really viable business? Um, And yeah, so as I continued to do different workshops and healings on myself, a lot of um, the breakthroughs that I was having was through people who were trained in NLP. So I worked oh, with like yeah. Dr. Espen in December. I did his quantum advanced three-day seminar, which again was a really deep dive into healing a lot of things from my past. And NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, neuro-working with the mind, mostly the unconscious mind, mm-hmm. which 90 to 95% of what we do day to day is driven by that. So those unconscious programs, those limiting beliefs that we're not actually conscious of, a lot of those needed to be cleared out for me to actually have more confidence to step in and know that I could leave my corporate job and make my business mm-hmm. really viable and, and make it make mm-hmm. me money. So... Um, doing the, the deep dive work through NLP made me decide that that was my next step. Um, N is neuro, L is linguistic. So also, you know, the language, the power of language, how we speak to yeah, ourselves that's is a so big, important. That's a big yeah. one for us. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> pulling each other up. <laughs> and it's also how we speak about other people. Like our unconscious mind takes everything personally. So yeah. if you're saying things about others or judging others, really it's always a reflection about ourselves. So what if it's like... Because sometimes I, (laughs) like, make fun of people, but it's, like, in a loving way. I don't know. It's not, like, an insulting way and it doesn't come from a negative place. But I definitely, like, hang shit on myself and a lot of people. Is is that, like, an interpretation (laughs) of you not taking yourself seriously? So you, like, pay other people out? Yes. (laughs) My mom mom actually said to me the other day, she's like, you know, like, if you see someone and there's traits in them that you don't like, does that mean that you have them? And she's yes. like, because, you know, sometimes, like, I look at this person and I'm like, I can't, oh, that's not me. <laughs> like, is that legit? Yeah, so perception is projection is a, is a really um, commonly used NLP term. And it means that, so when you're seeing something in somebody else that may cause a trigger or something you don't like, doesn't necessarily mean that that trait is yours, 
but it is an invitation for you to dive into yourself as Mm -hmm. to why that is triggering you or why that it's creating a different emotion or thought. So, for example, somebody, you see somebody who seems very negative and very angry and that triggers you, what I would invite you to do is go, okay, where am I being angry and negative Mm -hmm. about myself or about others? Yeah. So that's just an example. But generally, it's always an invitation for you to look in yourself. So triggers to me are a beautiful gift. They they shine a light on something that needs to be healed in yourself. So I had quite a triggering day on Friday and it was a really beautiful invitation for me to deep dive into what that was telling me about myself. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's really taking that full ownership and being at the cause of everything. So we can be at the effect of others and and situations and kind of fall into victimhood or why is this happening to me? What I always say is know that everything's happening for you and Mm -hmm. through you and that there's always a lesson in the uncomfortable parts of life. Yeah. (laughs) It is so good being aware of that though, because like I'm working with you at the moment and there's been multiple times recently in the last week where I'm like, fuck, I'm so triggered right now. I'm like, that person's really, really pissing me off. Yeah. And then I've got that mindset now to be like, oh, like, what is it? Like, why am I triggered? What is like, what is it inside of me? And then, yeah, knowing that it's not actually the trait, but just like something within you that you need to work through has mm. really helped me. Yeah. I find it empowering to know that people only can affect us if we allow them to Mm -hmm. and that we always have full control and can take full ownership over our emotions and how we react or respond if we have that level of awareness. It's really just starting to become curious about why we're feeling the way we're feeling and it's something we haven't often been taught in the past. So, (laughs) yeah, the first thing that I always say to people is don't judge yourself on how you're reacting just be really curious about it and start yeah. to question where is this coming from and, and for what purpose am I feeling this way? It's such a good tip because even, you know, I caught up with some friends yesterday and they were talking about, oh, I've, like, he's not really doing anything in particular, but he's just pissing me off at the moment. Like, everything he does pisses me off. Mm. And I'm like, but why? Like, what's going on there? And she's like, it's actually just because I'm not giving myself any attention or so I'm annoyed at him for like prioritizing himself but I'm not I'm like Doing okay well. and yeah. she's like I know if I spoke to him about it he wouldn't get mad at me yeah <laughs> he would help me but yeah it's just so interesting yeah it's a it's another really good point though a lot of people internalize a lot of things because they haven't really been taught how to communicate in a healthy way Mm -hmm. or they might just be scared of the way that when they do communicate either the reaction that may be received or that they might not be able to get their point across correctly so (laughs) this is everything that we're working through at the moment (laughs) yeah I'm really struggling with that I think in the past I haven't been good at communicating and I'm always terrified of how the other person is going to receive what I have to say Mm -hmm. and what do you say you say like um you can't control how the other person reacts, but you can control your own world and what you're saying. So yeah. And also giving yourself a voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You, you've gotten really good, especially lately, of like putting the boundaries up. And Trying, yeah. No, you're doing so well. <laughs> you're doing amazing. I can even notice in your language, like just before you said in the past. I know. Rather than, yeah, rather than, again, you know, feeling like you are still struggling in a, in a situation in the current moment, your unconscious, again, doesn't realise whether 
what you're speaking about is happening right now. So when you say in the past, it's really important and really helpful. It has really helped me though, because it does make me disassociate from who I was and who I'm becoming. Yeah. Like it, in, it makes me see myself of like, that was me in the past, but me mm. now, like I don't do that anymore. You don't no. have to identify with that. It's yeah. the same with, you know, people who suffer with anxiety or, or different, you know, say PTSD, for example, you can you don't have to identify with that diagnosis or with you know i am that disease or that yeah. illness you can say i have traits of this or i sometimes experience racing thoughts mm-hmm. or i sometimes experience feeling this way or that way you don't have to say i have, I have anxiety yeah. because then your body thinks okay i'm anxious you're constantly affirming to yourself i have this i am this yeah yeah, yeah. so if you're identifying with that then your body will respond in that way right yeah yeah Awesome. So yeah, you've started to, con- you connected the two worlds. So the breathwork and the NLP. Yeah. So after I knew I was be- going to become a breathwork facilitator, as I mentioned, I always knew I was here to serve others mm-hmm. and then being able to find a way in which I can do that in a healthy way rather than in my past codependency type way has been really beautiful. <laughs> you need this help. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, yeah, for me, it was realizing that the only way we can truly help others is by doing the work on ourselves. and you can't tell or, you know, um, put your opinions on other people. They need to figure it out for themselves and they need to be ready to do the work. So, you know, for example, they say you don't coach your friends or your family. Mm. And uh, although a lot of my family, see the change in me they're really proud of me again like it's up to them as to whether they want to dive into doing the same kind of work that I do and I know never push that on anybody I just keep shining my light and being who I am keep working on myself because there are layers to healing. I don't feel like you necessarily ever get to a point where you're like, I'm healed. I'm <laughs> Wake up one morning I'm like, I'm, I'm God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's knowing that there are different options and tools and techniques and modalities out there that really complement each other. For me, breath work is the pillar of everything that I do. That was the thing that changed my life. That was the catalyst for me because when I started to really connect in with my truth and let go of who I thought I was, Mm -hmm. I was able to connect in and go, okay, who am I really? What do I actually truly value in life? And then I was able to choose to live my life more in alignment with that because when I went to my corporate office job, it was kind of like you're putting on a, on a mask and a, and a face and a personality. Um, and it wasn't really who I was or who I was becoming, you know, I wouldn't, go there wearing my crystals and things like that necessarily <laughs> have them in your pockets although, yeah although you know I probably at the time it was more a fear of judgment than anything else because you should just keep going should just be able to be who you are but also you know in those types of environments it is important to to have a certain persona I guess as yeah. well and be professional um so yeah after Finishing my breathwork course, I went pretty much straight into doing NLP practitioner training and then I went nearly straight into doing master practitioner training as well. Um, Also do use hypnosis, but breathwork is a pillar to everything that I do and I find that it really complements the NLP because a lot of processes and procedures that we need to go through in order for us to heal actually require 
require us to be in our body and to be Mm -hmm. feeling it you need to feel it to heal it as you've probably heard before (laughs) so breath work has this really beautiful ability to connect you in with your body so a lot of the techniques that I do for my coaching programs I do breath we do breath work first to really quieten down the mind and and actually connect in with the body and the heart so that it actually really amplifies these techniques I find and they're able to work a lot quicker faster and more effectively yeah, yeah, I, I can that. I can testify to that. We did one of those in our session last yeah. week. And it's so interesting how bre- just breathing really does switch off the monkey mind. Yeah. Because you are so focused on the feeling rather than the mind. And it's crazy that that's probably like more of a natural state for us to focus on breathing than it is to be in the mind. Yeah. But everyone walks around every day in their mind. Yeah. yeah. Not I- focusing on the breath. Also, though, when you first started, like your first breathwork session, remember how you were talking about the resistance that came up for you doing it? Yeah. Or like to go or like when I actually did it? No, when you were in it. Oh, yeah. I was terrified. And I even said to you, I was like, I can't breathe. I was like telling myself, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You were in your mind again. (laughs) Yeah. But once you start, like once we started the session, I completely forgot about not being able to do it. And I did it. And I had the trippiest time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) It is good how you can access different states of consciousness through breath. Hey. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think for many people who may not have ever experienced that or may not really have a an open mind to those things they you just can't deny it and you know different messages can come through different visions different yeah different feelings and and it's normal for people to have resistance to doing breath work because one it takes a bit of work mm-hmm. you actually do trigger your sympathetic state while you're doing the deep breathing because it is so active um but then the parasympathetic does come in later on after everything calms down and is quiet yeah um but the resistance is because it is connecting you into your body which is where the trauma and the emotions are stored and if we naturally want to avoid feeling that we may use different vices and distractions as i mentioned you know it's not always drugs and alcohol it can be shopping porn uh social media just scrolling it's you know whatever we're using to actually avoid feeling some discomfort that's coming up in our body so when we do breath work it is connecting you in with your body which is where those emotions are stored and which is why they can come out and be released if you're able to surrender and allow that to happen yeah if there is resistance to it and you want to keep pushing it down and fighting it then that's when you're going to have some uncomfortable feelings so it is just really about feeling safe to surrender and knowing that it's okay to let those emotions and feelings come through we get so scared of them because Mm -hmm. we don't know how to process them and we've never been taught but really the best way to process is process them is just to feel them well, yeah, I definitely felt them in that session. Yeah, that I could, was great. Yeah, it was like you've said before that like emotions stack on top of each other and they all just like layer up and build up and that's where the tension within your body comes from. So mm-hmm. breathing allows those to kind of come forth. Mm-hmm. And in our session, I could feel the layers coming. It's kind of like Reiki, but a different mm-hmm. an internal Reiki. Yeah. <laughs> I was breathing life into this all these dark places that I'd had locked away and I could yeah. literally feel them coming out of my body and out to my hands and I got like those T-Rex hands and they yeah. were just like at the tip of my hands, like the energy was like, you're going to release this or what? Yeah, yeah technique's quite normal. We did do a, a deeper session, you and I, but I also did use Reiki, which I also had some energy activations prior to me starting my breathwork course because I felt, again, I was looking for things to really complement, 
you know, the services that I would be able to provide in the future. So that really helped me a lot just with my own energy activations and, you know, do self healings through the process. So I was again, reading through my journal yesterday and reflecting on a lot of visions and things that I had come through, through that period. Um, So yeah, again, it's just beautiful to be able to help people shift their own energy and have these different modalities that really complement each other. Yeah, the um the first time I did breath work was last year. It was before I left my husband, but um I just felt a call to go and no like you, no one wanted to come with me. Yeah. So I ended up eventually I was like, "No, nah, I'm going." And I was so scared. <laughs> I was like sitting there freaking out. You did a group one though, didn't you? Yeah, I've always gone to like the group workshops. Um I've the spirit breath work. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. Um yeah, but I the first one I ever did had massive resistance like I had yeah the t-rex hands my everything was cramping up and I was struggling so much in that one and one of the girls came up to me and she was like let it go let it go yeah. and then I just started bawling yeah. <laughs> and I felt amazing after the session though <laughs> on yeah. that then do you think like most people that you do breast work with do you find that most people are resistant for their first session because I feel like people listening are the same as us that they're terrified of breathing most people that I've talked to is like, oh, no, I can't breathe. No, 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 no. Or I get people like, you breathe all the time. Why do you need to go to a workshop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I hear that a bit as yeah. well. Because I was like nervous that I was going to fuck it up. That's what was yeah. going through my head. It's like all these people know how to breathe and I don't have embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's like part of the resistance I feel is like, oh, I've never done this before. Mm. Like they're judging me. Like do most people have those feelings? Or Yeah, I think it's. Like starting anything new or trying anything new for the first time, we we like to stay in the comfort zone because it's known mm-hmm. and, and it's comfortable there, right? And and generally to learn and to grow, we need to lean through that level of fear and the level of discomfort. Yeah. So generally if something scares you, that means you need to do it and yeah. means you need to try it and that there's only going to be learning and growth on the other side of that. So I think it's really um, important to know that you're fully guided and when you're doing breathwork sessions, whether it's for the first time or you've done a few, there's generally in these sessions you do have someone who's there to help guide you, to help explain it. Um, You don't have to really get it right the first time. I think, you know, we sometimes put pressure on ourselves to think, oh, we need to breathe a certain way. And the way I explain it when I run sessions is that, I also thought when I first started that I had to keep in time with the music or had to keep in time breathing with other people around me. (laughs) And I was very distracted to the noise or people who were breathing next to me. So I always encourage people just to allow your own rhythm, allow your own pace and just don't cause too much tension in your body. People sometimes think they have to really like... Mm. Yeah, I really struggle with it. (laughs) But you can breathe deeply without tension in your body and whilst keeping yourself really relaxed. So really if it's slower and deeper, that's better than you actually feeling really tense or needing to feel like you need to do it really fast. So what I always explain is to really deep, breathe into the belly into the lungs filling up the diaphragm so it can be a really slow sorry it's the breathing in part that's i find it's the out part, like it's like my throat starts getting dry and then i'm like <laughs> and then you feel like your mouth is like this yeah. again that's all completely starts normal. going numb yeah <laughs> i've actually had um in a few sessions there's people who you know, you hear people next to you like full on screaming and um, 
Yeah. Are um, they breathing? So they're like, <laughs> no, they're like letting go of some, yeah, they're letting, but you always feel like, yeah, get that shit out. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Generally with, with a deeper, longer session, they're, as, as you're connecting in with your body, it is allowing anything that you've stored in your body and pushed down to mm. come through. So I think for women, it's common to have tears and cry, yeah. and which is a beautiful release. Now that I know that you need to feel it and let it let it go from your body in order to heal it and release it. And how good do you feel after oh, a good no, cry? So like good. How much lighter <laughs> do you feel, right? So this, this explains the energetic side of it. So allowing whatever needs to come through and come out is really beautiful and knowing that you're in a safe space through these sessions to be able to release is really what is like where the beauty lies in these sessions so if you're to do a deeper session it is very common for you know wailing and screaming Mm. and crying and things like that and again like that's great that's what you want if if you're that's what needs to come through yeah and for some it might be anger you know if there's something in your body that you just some memory of anger that you've stored and that needs to come out yeah just letting screaming it out whether you're in a breathwork session or not to be honest like (laughs) somatic release let Let it go (laughs) let it go from your body and yeah then you're going to feel a lot better for it yeah and also people have other experiences where they might be in like fits of laughter as well. Hey, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just depends. Like, again, going into these sessions without any expectation yeah. is really important. Or, like, atta- or attachment to the yeah. what's coming yeah. up. Like, like oh, I hope I laugh you, this one. <laughs> yeah, like you can't go in with a specific memory and go, right, today I'm going to go and release, <laughs> yeah. you know, this, this fear. Yeah. Um, it's just being, just allowing, just breathe, just let it, let it happen, let it come through. Whatever wants to come out is beautiful and is right for you at the time. And, yeah, it's just really important to surrender and not have any expectation as well as don't hold back. So generally Mm -hmm. if you start cramping up and you get tetany and things like that, it's when you've got something that you just don't want to let go of. It's like (laughs) you have that resistance come up, right? And it's like, like, little (laughs) T-Rex. I want to keep it here. I don't know what it is, but I want it to stay. Yeah. So, yeah, if I see anybody like that in a session, I generally got to them and just encourage them, just let it go. And I do love it. The first person that normally has a, a release and makes a sound, it's like a permission piece for everyone yeah. else to be able to let go and release too. So I'm always like, bring it on. Yeah, let's let do it this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Cool. So you've done a lot of reflection in the it's so cool that we've had this conversation and you've been reflecting on your journey and it is close to a year. You've achieved a lot in a year. So that's pretty crazy. What, what are like the main differences in yourself a year into your journey? Like, do you just feel like this is only the beginning still? Yeah. So I, I spent about $40,000 in my own personal development, as well as doing all of these courses in the last year. So I guess when I reflect on that, it's, knowing my self-worth, knowing really who I am, finding my passion and purpose has really helped me to steer me in the right direction. But also just learning that the answers lie within me. I don't need alcohol or drugs or anything outside of myself to figure things out. When I have am feeling triggered or emotional or have something come up for me, I know I now have the skills, the tools and the resources that I need to help me work through that. And generally just being able to breathe, whether it's just for a few minutes, can just help you switch out of that fight or flight response and yeah. into, you know, your rest and digest and feeling calmer. So 
just yeah it's really invaluable the tools and things that I've been able to learn and now able to help other people also uncover that for themselves is really beautiful yeah it's like I can't do the work for you but I have a whole heap of resources and I can help guide you and it's up to you to do the work and to dive deep into yourself Mm -hmm. but knowing that I can help people in in a healthy way without being the codependent or taking on those issues knowing that the responsibility still lies with the individual to make the changes and to make the you know the growth and the healing but also feeling that I can help guide them because I've also been through it myself and I'm still doing the work like I think a really great coach and mentor is somebody who embodies it and does the work continuously on themselves and like I definitely don't claim to be perfect I still go through my own emotions and roller coasters Mm -hmm. and things at the moment I've had um, a big period of shadow work that I've needed to to integrate mm. so again you know you can go along and think oh yeah I've just got to this new level and, and yeah. I'm doing really great and then boom the same little devil pops his head up and you're like wait a minute I yeah. thought that I'd worked through you already <laughs> and you know there yeah, there's I think there's just layers layers to time healing to, and time to level up yeah yeah that's right. new level same devil as they say yeah, well, you've got all the you've got all the memes about that <laughs> I got so many memes <laughs> What was it? Shadow work and ego team up together. Yeah, teaming fuck up. you're ready yeah. to level yeah, up. Like, I'm so ready. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, you, I, I would say that you found your re- reason for being. Would you, would you yeah. say that you have? Yeah. And as I mentioned, even as a kid, I always felt like I was here for a reason and, and a purpose. And definitely I know it was to serve others and to help others. Mm-hmm. So I think when you can turn your pit into your purpose is really feels really um, motivating and really heartfelt to know that anyone who may be suffering with some of the things I have in the past um, and knowing that, you know, I've come through them using X, Y, Z, using these same tools and techniques is really, it feels really good to know that I can make that difference and, and help Yeah, yeah, in that way. Yeah, I love that. So if you could give your younger self any advice or knowledge or anything, what would that be? Just that it's all going to be okay, I think. I'm a big believer that we have a soul contract and that we come back to this life and agree to for people to play a certain part and, and agree to go through certain things which help your evolution, help you level up and and grow and become aware if you choose to do mm-hmm. the work so nothing is ever happening to me everything's always happening for me and I think I do work with my inner child especially with the shadow work that I've been doing recently yeah. going back and just letting her know that it's okay you know you don't deserve the things that are happening right now and they're going to help you in the long run. They're all happening for a purpose. It is so that you can help others on this path as yeah. well. Yeah. I love the the inner child work. Like when you go back there and give yeah. yourself the support that you needed at yeah. the time. It's so powerful. But isn't it, isn't life crazy? Like you, you just have to, like by reflecting on what you've been through, it's the perfect equation for where you are now to be able to help people and allow yeah. people to be inspired by you. Like... I find it really cool that you can go to different healing modalities and meet people like you who are doing like great things and just get inspired to be like, I want to have my own kind of version of that. Yeah. So it's like you inspire people to harness what you're doing and put their own spin on it. 
and then that is like what rise like raises the vibration of where we're at in life at the moment because we're spreading awareness <laughs> of how good it is to do the work yeah, yeah definitely yeah I agree and just knowing that you're always on the right path no matter what's happening when these little speed bumps come along you can look at it like oh with curiosity yeah. like okay what is this here to, to teach me it's really powerful the power of the mind has been next level like as much as breathwork is beautiful I think a lot of what has helped me is is uncovering those programs those limiting beliefs that I had playing out which aren't always yours you know you you pick up things Mm -hmm. from your parents or from teachers or from people who are big influences in your life when you're younger and you grow up and you live your life living around these rules that other people have kind of made and when you allow yourself really to connect in with your own truth and let go of what you've been brought up to believe mm-hmm. from others is really powerful to go, ah, oh, now I have a choice. I can actually choose to do things the way that feel good for me mm. instead of with the way that I've been brought up to that believe. That you've been taught to. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so I'm really into astrology and after hearing you talk, I'm really interested to know what your sun, moon and rising are. <laughs> so I'm a Capricorn. I always forget. I think I'm a Taurus rising. Yeah. And an Aries moon. Oh my I God, think. I knew it. Well, I knew you had Aries. <laughs> I have to double check that. Like I'm not confident in that. I actually just had an astrology reading not long ago, yeah. but so much information goes in my head and sometimes it swells around. And <laughs> yeah, all your little things. Um, and I've got one last question. Yeah. If someone was interested in, I guess, if they've listened to this and they're feeling it's on their path to contact you what would be like what you would suggest for them would it be like a one-on-one session or because you do the life coaching stuff too or what what are your yeah what is your services like if someone's intrigued to breath work how would you say they reach out to you cool so probably my social media so joe spear s-p-e-h-r is my main page i've also got life and breath which is my business name Um, So generally, I tailor all of my sessions to what people need specifically. So, for example, if you've never done breathwork before, but you're wanting to start trying it out, Mm. I have like a beginner's type package that I can do. I do it online as well as in person. And generally, you know, once you've got a little bit of experience and you're feeling more confident in finding your own rhythm and finding your own flow within the breath, Um, then yeah, doing deeper sessions is really valuable. So I do one-on-one sessions in Burley. Um, I can do them at home, but I do have a beautiful little spot down on the beach. I love that you do it on the beach. I'm definitely in. I was so so anxious about that. I was like, oh my God, we're out in public and I'm about to be like breathing for the first time in my life. And then you start the session and you're like, wait, where where am I? It's tucked up up in the sand dunes. So you're not like out in the middle of the beach, people walking past kicking sand on your own. Not just just like levitating in the middle of the beach. It's actually really beautiful. I just love being out in nature. There's just a different element to it. You know, you can hear the birds and you're just really grounded on the earth. Didn't we have like a bird nearly like hit us <laughs> after the session or something? Yeah. Like there's signs everywhere. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So, um, yeah, generally I would like to just have a chat with people one-on-one, like on the phone or on Zoom, just to see where you're at and what services are going to best suit what you're needing as well. Um, same with my coaching programs. I generally like to have a chat with people, see where they're at, 
make sure that it feels aligned for both of us and that what they need is something that I can really help support them with. Cool. Yeah. And also one more thing, when's your next event? Yeah, we're yet to come yeah, to I know. I know. We're yet to come to one, but we'll get a little team together and get- Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, so I do love running events and there's something that I'm going to um, bring more of in to the Gold Coast, I suppose, as well as maybe Brisbane and some coast. Yeah. I like I like to see myself <laughs> travelling with the events. But my next one coming up is the thirtieth September. It's a breathwork and sound healing. I have my friend Michelle from Healing Hands Energy. She does the sound healing portion. So we do a beautiful breathwork, which is a deeper session and it's an opportunity to release and let go and surrender. And then the um, sound healing and meditation that Michelle runs is really beautiful just to ground you, bring your back to yourself, back into your body after the... After the big release that you have. So 30th September, which is a Friday evening, 6.30 p.m. at Miami Surf Club is the next one of those. And also I haven't fully announced it yet, but I'm going to be running for the month of September as a trial. Every Monday morning, 6.30 a.m., a free online breathwork and meditation class, which will be 30 minutes, an opportunity for you to set your week up right. So we'll probably do about a 10-minute breathe, 15-minute meditation, and it'll be very motivating and energising so that you can go out ready for the week. Get ready to you know cool. tackle it all. Yeah, that's like a discreet way to tip your toe into yeah. the realm of breathing. Just get yeah. a little taster yeah. of it. Beautiful. So yeah. people listening, you, you can start yeah. with that, and then you can jump co- on there. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. come and meet us at the session. Yeah, sound on the thirtieth of September. Thirtieth of September. Yeah, come along because I think that's a great way to start out because you know the focus isn't on you. You can get a little taste for it. Yeah. See if it's your vibe and if it aligns, then you can meet Joe and have a little chat. Yeah. And then go from there. Go from there. And we'll link all of your details below the podcast. Well, I said that last time and I didn't do that, but we'll just put it on the Instagram. We'll do better. (laughs) We'll do better. Each week gets better. (laughs) We've got got microphone stands this week. (laughs) We don't have that big aggressive arm in our face anymore. (laughs) Very professional here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Is there anything else you want to add or are you feeling good? Um, What else would I like to add? Just don't be scared to try something new. I think if I had never gone down to that breathwork session on the beach, if I had let my fear overcome me and stayed in my comfort zone, I'd probably be back drinking and back hanging out with, you know, those... Hosting hosting bridal parties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe pop-up party planning, who knows. But I don't think I would have ever had the confidence to fully back myself. Like I left my corporate job um, two months ago and now I'm working full-time in this business and it's all because of the deep dive that I... I have done in myself yeah. and look how much can change in a year. If yeah. I had never gone to that first breathwork session down on the beach, I may not be sitting here right now. So that's cool. I'm so scared. happy you're here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so, so much. It's really inspiring. Yeah. Thanks so much for making the time and coming on. We've loved speaking to you and yeah. Thanks for being gentle. <laughs> <laughs> my first podcast. Woohoo. <laughs> Virginity taken. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No lube needed. <laughs> Whoa. Bye.